That's Liquid Deep here on Lifetime Live with a fairy tale. If you've just joined us, well, welcome to the show. My name is Asanda Peta. So uh, you would have heard earlier that we're talking World Water Day. That's the first topic for today. And we're joined uh, by Chilufia Chileshe, who is Regional Advocacy Manager for Water Aid Southern Africa, joining us telephonically from Zambia. Welcome to Lifetime Live and to SFM, Chilufia. Hello, good afternoon. Thank you. Afternoon. So World Water Day is the 22nd of March. Uh, Why is this uh, an important thing for us to commemorate and how long has it been commemorated or celebrated? Yeah, so World Water Day is 22nd of March. Um, It's celebrated in recognition of the value of water. Uh, And I think we can all agree that water is a central part of our lives. Um, so it is really just the acknowledgement that as long as we don't take care of this resource, which is so valuable for us, um, that we, we might not be able to sustain our lives and our planet for much longer in, uh, at a good level uh, of quality as we would like. So it's really meant for that, but also to raise awareness to the need that uh, millions of people, billions actually still go without access to safe water. Um, and, and that much needs to be done about that. It's quarter past one. Uh, that's the time. This is SAFM. You can call us on 0891 You can engage with us also via SMS. The number is 40938. SMSs are charged at 150. Our WhatsApp line is 061-410-4107. So how long has World Water Day been commemorated? So when when did it begin? Okay, so um, World Water Day began um, several years ago, and I I need to <laughs> I need to confirm, but it's over a decade and began um, in the uh, at the UN when they recognized the decade on water, um, which is two decades ago, as a matter of fact, they, when they first acknowledged the decade on water. And it began with several countries, particularly in the South, experiencing varying degrees of drought and shortages of water, but also recognizing that there were communities that could have access to water, but because of social conditions, were not having access to it. So the day was um, introduced to be able to raise that awareness, but also to prompt the world into finding solutions to uh, the problems that face us. So we've been commemorating it for close to two decades. In the report uh, that's uh, recently released by uh, WaterAid, uh, titled Below the Surface, as WaterAid, you're warning that unsustainable production of products for export, and that also uh, coupled with consumers' increasing desire for water-intensive products, may leave poor communities struggling to access clean water. Why would it be that it's the poor communities who are suffering the most when it comes to this issue? I think you, uh, as you, you rightly point out this uh, inequality um, in access. Uh, it's driven a lot by the various uses of water and who has control over the water resources. So when you think about city planning and how it's happening, a lot of the times our city planners uh, and developers are not taking into account where are the aquifers that need to be protected, mm. where is underground water sources that are supplying which locations, and how do we ensure that 
uh, we do not have human activity on them or that we do not use them for purposes that might lead to contaminating water sources. Um, and when um, those things happen, unfortunately, that uh, water sources are either settled on um, um, by unplanned settlers or that they are degazetted to be used for other purposes rather than being reserved for water recharge. What happens is that normally it's people downstream that suffer, and we know that it is usually people in rural areas that will not get access because there is no structural way of getting the water to them. And as we deplete the water sources from the underground particularly, they are losing out increasingly. So even where they had access to the finding communities are having to travel a lot further or having to dig a much deeper to access the water that they would have previously. And as water aid, you're calling for better regulation and allocation to water. What are your suggestions in terms of how that can be achieved? I guess you mentioned that city planning would be one of the areas that need to be targeted. Yeah, so city planning is one, but the most important thing really is collaboration by various stakeholders. So we know private sector, various businesses need water, whether it's mining, production of alcoholic drinks, you name it, they, they will all need water, agriculture. So how do we make sure that when we are planning this um, uh, and that the various stakeholders in the way that they need water uh, are very clear about how they will um, take the portions that they need but leave enough flowing for the rest of the society? So government needs to make sure that there are limitations um, in, in access, that there are regulations in, in the way that we can extract, particularly underground water, and that we are putting in place particular measures to protect the water sources, and this requires communities, consumers, uh, making right, the right choices, uh, choices about where you collect the water and also where you dispose of waste. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a particular concern that we are not managing uh, fecal waste adequately, and a lot of it is ending up in contaminating the limited water sources that we have. So that's another big issue for governments to regulate to ensure that there's multi-sectoral responses to having the problems of inadequate toilets resolved because it's a major threat to, to water access. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Please do stay with us, Chalufia. We'll continue chatting to you uh, here on Lifetime Live, talking about World Water Day on 22nd March. Stay with us. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 614 that's right, and uh, our SMS line is uh, 40938, charged at 1.50 per SMS. Talking to Chilufia Chileshe, who is Regional Advocacy Manager for Water Aid Southern Africa, talking about World Water Day, which is this Friday, the 22nd of March. Chilufia, we know that there's climate change as well, and that will have its impact in terms of how much you know this issue is uh, impacted of, of water. By 2040, it's predicted that 33 countries globally are likely to face extreme water stress, and that includes us as uh, South Africa, as well as Swaziland being, uh, you know, the worst hit. What can be done? I mean, we know climate change is inevitable. Is there anything that can be done in terms of sort of changing this figure or the look of it? Mm. Yeah, that's that's a an increasingly alarming um, problem, climate change, that you refer to. And even though World Water Day was first commemorated in 1993, it's only gained a lot of prominence in more recent years 
because of the threat of climate change and the fact that we are now realizing that it's threatening um, uh, our, our water sources, which is our very existence, if you think about it. So what can be done? I think what we are proposing, first of all, is for governments to fully understand what are the, the water resources that they have, because even though the planet has a lot of water, you'd be surprised to know that not all of that is available for us to consume. Um, so governments need to lead that effort, understanding what are the resources we have. Secondly, uh, understanding how are we protecting them, making sure that people are adequately educated about that, because what we see in many countries in Southern Africa is that... Um, there is also lots of dumping of waste um, in places that should ideally be reserved for water recharge. So when, when we don't do those things, we make the effects of climate change a lot worse on our communities. But it also does mean more proactively that we start to plan for how we ensure that those particularly water-stressed communities are adequately catered for. What are the things that we need to put in place now to make sure that when we do face those situations of extreme water stress, that we have uh, provided for, for access to those ones particularly that are most vulnerable and have been hard to reach till now. And locally, we know that there was day zero scares in Cape Town, but because now there are no longer day zero scares, have we forgotten then as South Africans that we yeah. have a water crisis in the country? I'm sorry, the line was bad. The day zero scares that were in Cape Town are no longer. So as South Africans, have we maybe forgotten that we have a water crisis? Yeah, I think something like the day zero scares in Cape Town have been significant wake-up calls uh, for countries like South Africa and others in the region where we are realizing that this is not a problem for someone somewhere else. Uh, but as you rightly say, unfortunately, when there is no more days of care, we we tend to go back to our usual habits, you know, uh, where we are not particularly conscious of how do we use our water, how do we um, ensure that we are preserving the sources and not contaminating. We're talking to Chilufia Chileshe, who is Regional Advocacy Manager for Water Aid Southern Africa. Joining us on the line by Zambia, we got cut off there, so we're going to try and get her again on the line. We're talking about World Water Day, which is this 22nd of March. What ways do you think uh, we should commemorate and physical things that are going to be more impactful that we can do to not just sit and hashtag on Instagram or or Twitter, but things that we can practically do to make sure that we play our role, you know, as individuals in preserving our water sources and uh, educating, I guess, and uh, just, you know, finding out as much as we can about what can be done to make sure that we are not out of water, uh, clean water, that is, especially now. Uh,